Welcome to Fearless Marketing for Life Coaches. I'm Simone Gray Soul, and I'm here to teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without paying for ads, buying Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and I promise you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, my friends. I want to talk to you today about what it takes to create a business that you love. And I actually don't think that this is a fluffy topic because when it comes to business success metrics, it's easy to talk about profit and revenue and, you know, all of those things. But really, I know so many entrepreneurs who make good money or even amazing money, but feel fried and frazzled and overwhelmed and busy and stressed. And basically they thought being successful and making a lot of money was going to make them happy and content and finally be able to relax. But they find that the more success they, success they have, the more stressed they are. And because all of the, the anxiety and fear that they experienced growing the business doesn't actually get less. It actually just becomes more and more because now the stakes are higher. And the difference between whether you keep a business going and you're able to sustain it and grow it in a sustainable way over the long term or whether you fizzle out and burn out and stop growing your business and stop serving the people that you love to serve is the difference between whether you love your business or not. Whether it genuinely brings you joy and pleasure, whether it nourishes you as much as you are nourishing it. I recently posted on Facebook just spontaneously saying, I sometimes cry because I love my business so much, which is true. Sometimes I think about my own business and it brings tears to my eyes because it feels like such a joyful miracle. And somebody asked me, how did you do that? Ask me to share thoughts about what it takes to create a business that you love so much it makes you cry, which is a very different thing, like I said, from creating a business that makes you money, creating a quote-unquote successful business. Because we're all doing this, like all the things we do, you guys, we do it to be happy, right? What's the point of having more money and success and fame and all of that if it doesn't make you happy? Like it's pointless, right? So I want to talk about love and how to create a business that you can love. I reverse engineered my own success in creating a business that I love, that makes me happy, that nourishes me. And it came down to three things. Number one, thing I did to create a business that I love is that I stayed fiercely true to my own path and my own creativity and my own vision, even when things got awkward because of it. (laughs) So I was trying to think of like a good example that I could give for this. I, in the process of becoming the coach that I am today, I took lots of different, um, different roads. And some of you might know that I started out as a hypnotist and I started out 
learning how to do hypnosis and being trained as a hypnosis coach because I was really interested in the unconscious mind. I was really interested in the deeper depths of the human mind. And I think it actually comes from my background as a religion major and a seminary dropout. (laughs) I went to seminary for a second and dropped out. Christian seminary, because I have this very like religion, religious background. And I think I was always super interested in the human spirit and how that manifests. So the closest thing I could think of at the time was learning how to do hypnosis. So to use the, to manipulate the human spirit towards healing, towards greater thriving, how to heal the wounds and to, to create something beautiful out of it. That sort of bigger spiritual vision has always been like the core of who I am. That's never changed since I was a young girl. And that vision didn't put me on a very straightforward life coachy path. So I, like I said, I started off with hypnosis and then I learned how to read tarot cards and then I became a tarot reader. And I served lots of people doing readings for them and in different ways. And for, you know, for, for a brief time, I taught it as well because I thought, I felt like I had some really interesting ways to combine ideas from hypnosis and fortune telling, oracular, um, tarot readings. And I had so much fun with that for a while. And it took me, again, I was, quote unquote, off of the path of life coaching. And then in a roundabout way, somehow I found coaching again. And when I became like, when I started calling myself like just a life coach and not all the other things, I was able to bring in all of my accumulated wisdom and perspective and interesting sort of ways to look at things that that I had accumulated because I had spent all of this time looking at the human mind and looking at the process of change and thinking about the human potential and what it means um, for us to move through time and grow and become something better. Like I spent so much time thinking about these questions from such a larger, more interesting, varied lenses, right? So I think that's one of the things that make me as effective as I can be today because of my interesting history. And now I think that I would not have had the guts to pursue all these different paths and still like be a life coach if I didn't really trust that there was something um, inherent in me that wants to be expressed through my business in whatever form my business took. So in a way, I don't relate to on a personal level to a lot of coaches who have a lot of anxiety about picking the right niche or picking the right problem to solve in order to market their coaching businesses successfully. Because to me, um, as long as I was expressing my intention to serve and I was, as long as I was following my own curiosity about the human mind and I was, um, you know, bringing, bringing interesting perspective and useful solutions from that perspective. It almost didn't matter what the other person had going on. You know, if I, when I was a tarot reader, I could help someone who was going through a breakup by forecasting, um, that better things are ahead or, 
you know, somebody who is about to go take a really important exam and they're having anxiety about it. Um, because I was a hypnotist, like I know, I knew how to draw the calm out of the depths of their unconscious mind and get them to relax and trust themselves. Like I knew that I could help people with anything because I had been helping people with everything. And I had been interested in all the ways that human problems present themselves. And I was training myself in all these different ways and perspectives and modalities where people could be helped. So I just knew that whatever I, whatever um, form my business takes, it is going to help people in a powerful way, no matter what. And that is all to say that I love my business today because it truly feels like an expression of like my soul, right? It truly feels like an expression of my original creativity because I took this long and scenic route to get to where I am. It wasn't the fastest way. If I wanted to make money and be famous and be quote unquote successful in a worldly way and build my platform and set up my funnel and do this and that as fast as possible, this would not have been the, the, the road I took. But I took the road I took because it was really important for me to be true to myself and it was worth it. I think that is my distinguishing edge. That is what adds, you know, layers and depth to my skillfulness. And for that reason, every day that I show up to work on my business, it feels like an act of like creativity. As opposed to, oh, I gotta go work on my business. You know what I mean? So that's the first thing I did. I really wanted my business, um, working on my business to be an expression of, of, of my soul. I always like followed where my natural curiosity led me. I always wanted my creative and intellectual thirst to be satisfied through all of my varied pursuits. And I was willing to take the longer scenic route. The second thing that I did that allowed me to create a business that I love is, uh, okay, I'm going to use a little bit of woo-woo language, but whatever, y'all can come with me. Okay, for everything that I did in my business, I set up the energetic container for it first, and then I did whatever action items it took, like energy first, and then the strategy. Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. When I first started doing newsletters, which is over three years ago, I had been receiving a lot of newsletters and it was very clear to me that, okay, if I'm going to write people newsletters, I want it to be like a love bomb. Like I want it to be such a clear, like energetic transmission of love and authenticity. And I wanted them to feel my humanity through my letters. And I just, it's almost hard to put into words, but I, there was a distinct energetic quality that I was seeking to, to give to people. I want them to read my emails and feel loved and seen and understood in their humanity. And I didn't want to present as like this, like perfect, you know, expert with the perfect solution for your problems. I was like, listen, like I'm, I'm human. I'm trying to be brave and I see you and here are some things that are on my mind. And like, 
let's walk through this life together. Like I really wanted those emotions, that energy to come across. And I have stayed true to that for over three years. And I have changed the content of my emails. I have changed my branding. I have changed so many things, um, but that hasn't changed. And I think that's why over the past three years, my email open rates have consistently been extremely high and every people keep hiring me, right? And for example, when I started my Facebook group, I didn't start the Facebook group with the intention of like, oh, this is going to help me build my business. This is how I'm going to attract clients. This is how I'm going to build my platform. The thought that I had when I built, when I created my Facebook group was, I want this to... I want this place to feel like a party. I want this place to feel filled with the energy of like playfulness. And this is the party where you can kind of come and be wacky and show up and have fun and learn how to be fearless, right? This is a, a place where you're going to be supported and loved and um, encouraged to to get out of your comfort zone, but in a very like warm, loving, supportive, fun way. Like, do you see, like I set up the energetic container for it before I ever had a plan for what I was going to do with it. Right. And then from that, I created a training from that. I created the content from that. I created, you know, I, I made decisions about what to do with the group and how to run it and what kind of leader I wanted to be in the group. So do you know what I mean? I think I see a lot of people reversing this. I see a lot of people um, treating all the energetic, emotional container stuff as a second thought, or maybe they don't think about it at all. And they think first about the business purpose of it. Like, how is this going to, you know, be, you know, how is this, how is this part of my funnel? How is this going to create business for me? And then they could have all the right strategic steps and it might even work, but then it doesn't something it somehow doesn't feel right it doesn't feel fun it doesn't it just feels like work and a chore something you have to do as a means to an end so whether it's sending emails whether it's creating an instagram post whether it's designing a course or making a you know creating a coaching offer i really encourage you like the first thing you want to think about what kind of energetic container do i want this to be when someone steps into this how do i want them to feel and how am i gonna how am i going to model those qualities and how am i going to um, ensure that this is the kind of experience they have like if you are designing a hotel and you wanted someone to come into the hotel into the lobby and feel like you know, comforted and very cozy, you would set up the lobby in a certain way. And if, if you wanted somebody to come in and feel like this is a very exclusive, high-end luxury experience, you would set up the lobby in a different way. And the same with the bedrooms, right? Like you want to think about each aspect of your business like this. Like what does it feel like when somebody walks into this room? What does it feel like when somebody walks into that room? Like how do I want them to feel? Like, and that really has to be where you start. And the third thing I did to create a business that I love running is maybe the most important. I don't know if it's the most important. It's the biggest part of it. Um, well, certainly it feels the biggest sometimes, which is that I created a business where if I am making money and if I'm succeeding, that means the people I serve are 
succeeding even more. So whatever I get back in my business, I give out like a hundred times. I think that has been like the greatest source of joy for me. Um, if I send an email, this is just, a, just one example, but if I send an email that helps a hundred people, one of them might pay me. And then I get paid for that one email and I get that amount of money. But what actually happens is that I win by getting like a little bit of money and then a hundred people are transformed and then they get whatever transformation it is. They are helped and then they create positive ripple effects in their own lives, right? And I think about the community that I'm building with my Facebook group and with this podcast is that for every dollar I'm paid, I want like you guys, like my audience to be enjoying like a hundred dollars worth of benefits and always like creating and having a business that is always giving and giving and giving and creating more value and creating more value and solving more problems and loving more and just being like this, like, um, what do you call it? Like a, like an epicenter of positively rippling out awesomeness in the world. That means that like the, the better my business is, the more it grows, the, the just like exponential positive impact I'm having on the world. And when you see evidence of that every day, oh my gosh, literally nothing is better. So I, so towards that end, one of my core values is to like always over deliver to a ludicrous degree to be way, way, way more generous than I have any practical reason to be just because it's so fun. It's so fun to give. It's so fun to feel like you're making a difference. When I was growing at, when I was first growing my business and first learning how to do, uh, learning how to, yeah, just like be an entrepreneur online, I had some teachers. Um, well, I'll shout out one of them in particular that I'm particularly in, indebted to, uh, Fabeku Fatumiche, who, um, and I'm, he's not the only one, but he's the one that sticks out in my mind right now, who really modeled, modeled what it's like to be so generous that all of your students think that you must be crazy. Like, wait a minute. How is he giving that much? What? This makes no sense. Like, he should be charging like 20 times as much. He should be like, like, 10% as available. Like it makes no sense that he is so freaking generous when he is so brilliant and giving so much and he could just easily get away with working a tenth of what he does and making so much more money. And yet there he is like being so insanely generous. And I was so moved and inspired and so in- incredibly helped by his example that I vowed to be as much like that as I could be in my own business as I grew into being a leader. So in my podcast, in my group particularly, I always think like, how can I make this feel better than if you were paying actual money to be in here? How can I over-deliver to a ludicrous, insane degree where somebody's like, I can't believe this is free, right? And that, you know what? It makes me happy. And how I over-deliver, the form of it is going to change throughout the years, I'm sure, but that fundamental value is not ever going to change because it's what makes me love working on my business. So my friends, 
There are so, 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 so many ways in the world to make a business work. There are so many ways to be profitable, to build a platform, to build a brand. So many ways you can be successful. And I want to tell you, like, the only way it's worth it, because entrepreneurship is hard work. It will challenge you majorly. It'll test you. It'll, you know, <laughs> make you make you question like what you're made out of. And the only way it's worth it is to create something that you love. And I want to be just to be sure, just because I love my business, it doesn't mean that every day is like rainbows and daisies, right? In fact, I just like had a massive like two-day meltdown. <laughs> I took it to my coach and she cleaned up my brain and I was very grateful but I was like having all of the drama and I was experiencing a lot of primal fear and that's part of it too and it's all like it's all part of it and it's just worth it it's just worth it when when you can love it as much as I do and I hope you will all create businesses that you love not just profitable ones but where you have profit and so much purpose and joy. I am the living example. I'm definitely not the only one, but hey, I'm the one that's here right now. So (laughs) I'm the living example that that is possible. I hope that adds something to to your life and business planning. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.